This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Artbase. Are you managing an art collection or an artist studio or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and you can use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and so much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com today to learn more and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. The art world continues to move along with new exhibitions at galleries throughout the world. We haven't focused much on auctions this year and... That's because the major auction houses have pushed back their February London auctions to March. It will be fascinating to see how the next two months or so play out, as we won't have this normal public barometer to gauge the health of the art market. In the meantime, a very interesting phenomenon that's really taking off lately is digital art, specifically NFTs, non-fungible tokens. These are digital artworks that are purchased using cryptocurrency. And we've seen a couple of fine artists start to produce digital artworks, but for the most part, this world's really been isolated from the traditional fine art world. But prices for digital art have skyrocketed. To such an extent, I think it's only a matter of time before more fine artists start producing NFTs and really embracing this market. Given that, we wanted to have someone on the podcast to really teach us the basics of NFTs and answer our questions about the marketplace and how it all works. So in this week's episode, we chat with Maddie Sudegar, who runs a prominent blog, DCL Blogger, focused on investing in NFTs. Maddie talks us through the space and how and why it's really taking off. So I hope you enjoy this fascinating conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey everyone. Listen to the podcast. It's, my, it's a pleasure to be here. So our listeners are mostly involved one way or another in the traditional fine art space, but there's definitely curiosity and also serious interest in the NFT space. So we really appreciate having you on. If we start off really slowly and just build into this, for our listeners who either haven't heard of NFTs or maybe they've heard of them just on the periphery, maybe they've read an article or two, but definitely haven't dabbled in them, what does non-fungible token, NFT for short, actually mean and what is a digital artwork? So we can kind of dial it back a little bit. So everyone knows what cryptocurrencies are, Bitcoin, Ethereum, these kind of words are a bit more uh, traditionally they're known, right? So when you start with those, those are referred to as fungible tokens. So fungible tokens in the sense of you can trade them on a one-to-one ratio. I can give you one Bitcoin and that is equal to another Bitcoin regardless of when that Bitcoin was produced, uh, when it was mined. Um, there's no real difference. There's nothing that differentiates one Bitcoin to another. So they can be traded freely in a market. So that's a fungible token. Now a non-fungible token, a token is really just what they are in a technical perspective. So a blockchain uh, without getting too into that part of things, but a blockchain, uh, these tokens, they live on blockchain, and that's how they they are transferred. So a non a fungible token is things like the traditional cryptocurrency coins, and then you have a non fungible token, which was 
a technology that kind of came out a few years ago where each token is a very unique token and that token can be traded and linked to multiple digital items. So art is now kind of blowing up as one of a use case for a non-fungible token. But when I got involved, there were things like digital land, you know, that was a non-fungible token. There's a digital land market out there where people are trading millions of dollars worth of um, land in a virtual world um, as an NFT. And then there's like game items, so they can be NFTs. And so art is one of the many use cases that has now come to be like a major kind of front-running front running use case where now suddenly um, a digital artist can say, hey, I'm going to mint um, one NFT that represents my digital artwork and whoever owns that NFT, um, that can be tracked back to the original artist's wallet that it came from and then the original can be tracked from, all right, he sent he or she, that artist, sent that NFT to the collector. The collector paid X amount of Ethereum or Bitcoin. And suddenly there's a collector-artist um, collector relationship, economical relationship um, digitally with this NFT. So that's kind of what the industry's unlocked. It started off with an idea and now it's kind of blown up to a real thing. And suddenly people are trading digital uh, visual items or you know things that have uh, virtual land, game items. These are all kind of NFTs and they all have their own separate market. Okay, all of that makes a lot of sense. And let's say I buy digital artwork, an NFT, and then I have a digital file that I can choose to display in my home or I can choose just to keep that digital file on my computer or in the cloud somewhere. I guess what percentage of people do you think are displaying their digital art? And for those that aren't, is it all about the investment or is it about the art or both? Or what's the motivation to buy these NFTs if you aren't going to display them? Yeah, absolutely. So NFTs kind of started, and it's really important to see this as part of the history of their um, beginnings, is they started in a world of cryptocurrency. And anything born out of cryptocurrency slash blockchain technology, that's a very hyper-financialized market. Because people there have gone from owning you know, Bitcoin at $1 or $200 to suddenly having $40,000 of Bitcoin. There's multi-millionaires there, there's multi-billionaires there that are looking at different asset classes to park their money in. So people buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin hits something like $50,000, suddenly they're sitting on multi-million dollars and they spread that value, that, that um, investment across other coins, other projects. And now NFTs being born in that environment, they're being seen as a investment opportunity, a way to one um, park your money, um, invest in some NFT art that may appreciate in value and many have already in you know multiple instances or also just to collect as collectors would want to just collect a piece of a digital artist's work. So an artist can have a social media presence and say, hey, we just made this digital piece which traditionally they've displayed on Instagram but you just collect the NFT and that token is just Something, it's really just a digital file, like you said, um, that sits in your digital wallet. And I, and I know these terms kind of don't really mean much to much of your audience. I'm not sure how many people have dabbled into cryptocurrency. But um, kind of think of it like maybe you bought cryptocurrency on, a, on an exchange, maybe Coinbase or something. Now think of it as being able to also purchase an art piece or an NFT using an exchange. Um, and suddenly you have a token that represents the art piece. And to be honest, not many people are actually displaying it, which is a very interesting thing because the marketplace exists regardless of people displaying it or not because people want to invest in, uh, some people want to collect, but let's just talk investment perspective. People want to invest in artists that 
maybe are great artists uh, in the digital space, maybe are growing their social media presence and is, uh, and historically have are releasing art pieces and you can see the history, oh, wait a second, you know, this artist used to sell for $200, now the pieces are selling for $20,000 each and you as an investor may want to grab a piece because as the artist continues to grow, maybe those releases continue to grow. So now we have a good one to two years worth of history. We can see stable growth. We can kind of make sense of at least the analytical data perspective of the growth of the industry. And the display of it is still kind of in works. There's projects like Decentraland, which, which is a virtual world built on blockchain. So you can own a virtual land, like I mentioned before, as an NFT. You can display your art in a gallery as an NFT. People can come in, they can purchase the art for cryptocurrency straight off the wall. Um, you can have tip jars for the artists. You can have videos that dis that kind of have the artists speaking about their work. And I guess as the world is, is moving virtual, it looks like NFTs will be a big part of at least the economy side of things. And to draw back to the traditional fine art world, there actually is an interesting parallel there. You mentioned how so many investors are buying digital art, but they aren't actually displaying the art. Well, in the traditional fine art world, there are a lot of collectors, it's seemingly more and more, who have acquired so much art that they have far more art than wall space in their home, and so they have to put a lot of the art in their collection in fine art storage facilities, actual physical storage facilities that store their art. And so maybe that isn't too different from the phenomenon you're describing with NFTs. It's pretty much the case. I also want to add it's really cool because because everything is on blockchain and blockchain is basically at a very simplified level. It's basically a spreadsheet of what is where at any given time. So if I own the NFT, anyone can see, hey, Maddie owns this NFT. Um, he bought it at this time. It was purchased at this price. So none of that data gets lost. So like you said, you know, people park their art in maybe garages and it's never seen people don't know how much art has been um, put out there by the artist but because of blockchain everyone knows exactly how much nfts are out there what they sold for the data is there and suddenly like you can kind of track down who owns what and put an offer on it um, even if it is sitting on the garage at least digitally like if it's parked in my wallet and it's not displayed anywhere it's at least displayed on the marketplace and so people can just say hey maddie i want to put a bid for x amount of money and that can I can accept that bid. And so economically, everything is there to participate uh, really efficiently and uh, effectively, as, as, at least at a, at a marketplace level. Yeah, that's very interesting because in the more traditional fine art world, there's a lot of opaqueness and people don't know who owns most artworks. And in many cases, you don't have a great sense as to how many artworks an artist has produced. And you definitely don't know how much each artwork is sold for, both originally when it's made as well as when works are resold. So that's that's all really fascinating. And another aspect of NFT is that, to be honest, I'm kind of envious of being in the fine art world, is this seemingly seamless transactions that occur on the blockchain when a digital artwork is bought and sold. In the fine art world, we're still using wires, which are stunningly antiquated. It can take days for payments to be received. It's costly. It's very vulnerable to fraud. If there is something that went wrong during the wiring process. It's very difficult to figure out what exactly went wrong. And it, at the end of the day, it takes even more time for money to get into artists' hands. Can you walk us through briefly just how straightforward it seems to be to buy an NFT on the blockchain? Yeah, I, it may seem a little complex when I throw out words like blockchain and all that sort of stuff, but it really does get very easy once you're into it. So, you know, someone can on social media can say, hey, I've put out this piece, this NFT, 
um, and he can list it for sale. I can simply click buy and that NFT will come to my wallet and the money that I purchased I purchased will go to the artist's wallet. And that's the beautiful thing about blockchain and smart contract technology is it allows this seamless trading of virtual assets. So it can be cryptocurrency to cryptocurrency, it can be a cryptocurrency to an NFT. And this is why people are just so heavily involved in the whole innovation side of blockchain and, and cryptocurrency, because suddenly value can be transferred trustlessly without even knowing someone, because you know he puts up the thing for sale, I say, okay, um, I want that, I put up the money, and the assets get switched almost immediately. So that's a beautiful thing, especially in the art world, like you just mentioned, because suddenly an artist can, like I said, mint an art piece, and I and I think that's one of the reasons why we are seeing such big numbers because an artist suddenly does a drop of 100 art pieces. Um, everyone on social media sees that. They click the link. Um, they have the cryptocurrency ready. They click buy. They see that that art piece is one of 100. They also have the mint numbers. So when you have the when you get the art piece, you can see that you've got a number two out of the 100. So suddenly there's this element of being early and having the early mint numbers. You know, there's all these kind of things happening, which is, I think it might be new to the, the traditional art world. But uh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, to transfer the, the art pieces is, is just like a matter of minutes or seconds, really. That's really incredible. And as I, and I think many others who have followed the crypto space from a distance, so aren't too involved with it, is... You know, we've observed a lot of volatility when it comes to the value of the cryptocurrency relative to a more traditional currency, like a USD or really any of them. But NFTs are bought and sold using cryptocurrencies, as you said. So I'm curious, is the volatility of the cryptocurrency perceived as a negative in any way? Because now cryptocurrencies are being tied to the value of an asset, an NFT. And so these NFTs seem to fluctuate considerably in value simply due to changes in the value of the cryptocurrency? Or do people not actually mind that volatility? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question because there's people in the crypto space that they don't even believe in the dollar. Like they have most of their assets in Bitcoin or Ethereum. So what's most important to them is to always have the same or at least grow their Ethereum value or Bitcoin value. So someone has 10 Bitcoin, um, if he buys an art piece for 0.1 Bitcoin and it sells for 0.2 Bitcoin, even though that may mean a USD loss, they don't really, it doesn't matter to them because they're looking for a gain in Bitcoin. So yes, it definitely does matter because, uh, you know, a few months ago, you could have bought a lot of artists were selling pretty well for about two to three Ethereum, which back then uh, when Ethereum was say $300 a piece uh, for each crypto, you know, each Ethereum was about $300. So with three Ethereum was about $1,000, right? And even those are big numbers back then. But now three Ethereum is like $5,500. So many artists are actually finding it quite difficult to sell for three Ethereum. They may be selling for like 0.8 Ethereum or something. So it definitely does matter because as some, like for me, that comes from a cryptocurrency background or at least has invested over the last three years. It is important for my assets or NFTs to increase in value in both Ethereum and USD. So for example, if Ethereum goes to $10,000, I definitely still want to be having um, NFTs that I've invested in to at least hold that price of three Ethereum that I initially purchased it for. If it goes to five Ethereum, that's, that's good. So it goes up in the value of Ethereum and USD. And I think that's also because it's also two different demographics. You've got the Ethereum or the cryptocurrency crowd that give value to NFTs based on Ethereum. So 
if I'm purchasing an NFT, I also make sure that I'm buying it and, and a big part of the audience comes from the cryptocurrency audience or background because they would continue to spend multiple Ethereum um, even if the, the value fluctuates a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something to consider. And I don't think anyone's really figured out exactly how it's worked yet because only recently has the cryptocurrency market moved so significantly high where it's been an issue. Or else previously, at least over the last two, three years that NFTs have been out for, um, the cryptocurrency market, if anything, has been going down, which has put more focus and attention on the NFT market and things have been going up. So this is kind of the first time where NFTs and their value will be tested against both currencies in a, I guess, cryptocurrency bull run, which we're seeing right now. In the world at this moment, there are a lot of assets that are doing very well, whether it's NFTs, fine art, collectibles, the stock market, cryptocurrencies, you know, some are more traditional asset classes, some are more alternative, some are newer ones. What are your thoughts on why digital art specifically is really taking off right now? Do you think it's tied to the fact that so many other different assets are doing well right now in the economy, including cryptocurrencies, or do you think there's something specific related to an increased in interest in digital art from both people who have a lot of cryptocurrency holdings as well as maybe some new people entering this arena? I think um, it's a bit of both. People, anything born in the cryptocurrency market is, is just hyper-financialized. Things get, they accelerate at such a quick degree that it's almost a bubble uh, right off the gate. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people viewed the art world, um, at least in the last three to six months. But the at least the digital art, uh, the NFT art world I'm speaking about. So we recently had a project called NBA Top Shot <clears throat> come out and where you could buy these NBA collectible uh, moments, which were really just gifts of certain plays. So like a LeBron James slam dunk or uh, something else. And they were all had their limited edition numbers and some were rare, some were legendary, some were really, really rare, some were quite common. And they were selling for like, you know, a dollar to two dollars or maybe ten dollars per pack. And suddenly people that put like fifty thousand dollars in were sitting on like multi-million dollar portfolios just because um, you know, it, it just it was born in a cryptocurrency market and it just took off and people just rushed in to try and grab some because they could see that they were going up in prices. They could see how much were limited edition and how much um, scarcity there was. They could see all those numbers. They all wanted the mint number ones, the mint number twos. And because all that data is there on blockchain, that um, also the fact that, like you mentioned, cryptocurrency has also been doing extremely well. Um, you know, there's people sitting on, it is not uncommon to find someone, I mean, it's not that common, but it's, you will find the regular person here and there that is sitting on like hundreds of millions of dollars because they put um, you know, maybe twenty, thirty thousand dollars in Bitcoin or Ethereum four to five, ten years ago, and people like that are sitting on like multi, multi-million dollar, uh, you know, asset portfolios. And for them, it's more of a pain cashing that out into fiat because obviously there's taxes, there's like um, you know, bridging it, taking it out of the crypto markets, and people want to keep it as it, still invested. And so I think that is because art has and the NFT space has kind of grown from that market and you have people that can bring a couple million dollars here quite easily, multiple people spending five, ten million dollars and can suddenly buy up pieces and can suddenly um, purchase pieces for half a million dollars to a million dollars because they also think that they're participating in the very early stages of what might be a very long, you know, multiple century long 
um, new kind of pivot to the traditional art market where digital art can finally be sold. So maybe they think, you know, in the early years, these might be very valuable as if the cryptocurrency market grows or if this industry continues to grow. Because a lot of people are of the opinion that cryptocurrency will continue to go up. So if Bitcoin does go to $50,000, $100,000, a million dollars maybe, then you will have these NFT assets, which are also an investment opportunity where people, once they make those millions of dollars from Bitcoin, will look for other places to park their money. And NFTs are one of those other asset classes. So it's kind of a way to hedge yourself against Bitcoin or with Bitcoin um, or the, crypt the movements of the cryptocurrency markets. It's interesting from a uh, from an economical perspective, just because there's so many moving parts. But uh, I, I definitely do think that cryptocurrency and social media, um, and also the fact that cryptocurrencies have had 10 years of maturity um, in terms of price appreciation, that's all playing a big part of just seeing this market boom out of nowhere. Yeah, it's fascinating to watch. And so as digital art continues to go up in value and become increasingly popular, are you seeing any crossover between digital art collectors and traditional art collectors? So for example, maybe some digital art collectors start to show interest in physical, more traditional art. Is there any of that happening or are you not seeing too much of that at this time? Yeah, uh, there is some crossover. So for example, people are having big collections and then realizing, uh, you know, wait a second, I need to display these collections. I need to help promote the artist, bring some awareness to what I own, what the artist has done. So people are going across, again, Decentraland, where they're building virtual galleries, they're building a Twitter profile, you know, Mocha Museum of Crypto Arts has like 10,000 followers now and continue to uh, tweet out uh, an art acquisition every time they make one and it's all just virtual digital art sitting in a virtual gallery so we're seeing those sort of crossovers um, you know people are looking for the physical as well some sometimes some people um, appreciate a physical as well but just because there, there's such a healthy market for everything to stay as nfts so we had people come out and do this massive art drop which just pivoted the whole industry um, where he sold, I think, $3.5 million worth on a weekend of art um, NFTs. But each NFT came with a physical box that was a collectible, like came with a digital screen displaying the art, which came with a hairpiece, a gold coin. It was just like this cool, funny set of physical stuff that came with the NFT. So that actually brought a lot more people and got a lot more interested because it suddenly bridged the gap between this digital item for which for many had no value and also a physical so you got both the physical and the nft and it was an exciting experiment because it just showed the tremendous interest that came in you know 3.5 million dollars worth worth was a record by a, a long shot i think before that the max was like maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars so um there is some bridging happening and some crossovers but i think the more it looks like the future is digital that social media and communities will live digital, the economy will move person to person, peer to peer, digitally, uh, via blockchain. And it just makes sense that NFTs will also, uh, with the fact that they are tracked on blockchain, with the history can be proven and all that sort of stuff, will have a big um, you know, place in everything moving forward, at least digital. And so I think a lot of our listeners have probably never seen an NFT before. So for those that are listening and want to explore and see some digital artworks right now, maybe buy one, what are a few of the websites you recommend they visit where they can browse and see a lot of digital artworks in a short amount of time? 
Uh, there's a couple of standout websites, and I don't want to um, be biased to anyone. They've all, they're all really, really good. So maybe I'll uh, mention a few. So superrare.co, they, they are specializing in one-of-one NFTs. So if you want to create an NFT, it has to be a single edition. So you can only release a single edition of that specific digital piece. But if you go to somewhere like Maker's Place or Known Origin or Nifty Gateway, you can have you know, 100 editions of that, that digital art. So 100 people can own one of that 100 set release. So you've got Maker's Place, you've got Super Rare, you have Known Origin, you have Nifty Gateway, um, Mintbase. Um, you know, there's quite a few now coming up that are being platforms where you can browse, you can see the art, you can kind of click on the art, you can see who's bid what, how much it's sold for previously, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But at least from a visual perspective, it's nothing different to any other image or GIF that you've seen posted on Instagram from an artist. But from a technical perspective, the image that you look at is an NFT that's sitting on blockchain that can be purchased and sold and bid on and all that sort of stuff. Got it. And so let's say our listeners are on one of those websites right now. Who are a few of the most noteworthy or top-selling artists that they should specifically be looking up on one of those websites so they can maybe get a sense of some of the really outstanding NFT artists that are getting a lot of attention right now? Yeah. Uh, again, I don't really want to be biased to, to any artists just because they're all so great. Um, but if we just talk financially and, and money in the sense of who's kind of done big sales and that sort of stuff, we have... Uh, I guess you can check out Beeple, so B-E-E-P-L-E. I'm sure many people here know him. Uh, Beeple, then you have an artist called Ferocious, uh, F-E-W-O-C-I-O-O-U-S, Ferocious. But basically, um, Ferocious came and did an art drop, uh, an art piece, and suddenly that was exactly at the time when the NFT space was blowing up. Um, and I purchased a few pieces, and suddenly um, uh, a famous Bitcoiner, a uh, crypto uh, personality called Anthony Pompliano also released a thesis as to how he's going to invest heavily into NFTs and Ferocious was going to be one of the first artists that he was commissioning and he has like 400, 500,000 followers and they're all crypto enthusiasts. So they all rushed to cover Ferocious and suddenly Ferocious artists became crazy. So I think that's a really good one to check out as well. You have Jose, De Jose Delbo, who's the 1960s comic artist for a lot of Marvel, a lot of... Uh, DC Comics and has done some really big numbers. Trevor Jones, who was there early, Hackatow, um, Pack, P-A-K, who does very simplistic art and uh, does a lot of, I think he was the first person to hit a million dollars worth of revenue in the crypto art space or the NFT art space. Um, those are some that come in top of my head, but there's just so many, there's so many. There's like at least 20, 30, 50 artists that are doing pretty well. Well, Maddie, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and really introducing us to this space and sharing your insights. We learned a lot today. If our listeners want to keep learning more about NFTs, what's the best way for them to follow you? I would suggest uh, Twitter. So my Twitter handle is DCLblogger. Um, I'm always on there. and I'm always tweeting stuff about the NFT industry, the art industry. I've been covering it for the last three years. So the Twitter and the YouTube account, um, my YouTube channel, DCLblogger, um, you know, I'm always in the weeds of the NFT space and I'm always doing threads and it's just been a really good way to communicate what's happening in the NFT space. So please follow me there if you want to keep up with it. Um, I'll be honored to share what I learned. We'll definitely be following. Thanks again, Matt. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. 
Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase lets you track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data just once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount.